Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast where we're never late and we're always on time. At least as far as you guys know, I'm Ben. With me here today is Brandon, the belching up my dinner king. What's up, dude? <laughs> hey, hey, broccoli on the breath. Um, uh, feeling okay. I like sprained a muscle in my back earlier this week. Oh yeah, how's And that? I've been recovering ever since. I'm still in quite a bit of pain. It was yesterday specifically yeah i mean that was earlier this week correct yeah um i guess it is only tuesday at the time of recording um but i don't know what happened like genuinely i did nothing out of the ordinary and all of a sudden i'm in excruciating pain when moving my head in normal ways yeah um so that's been really fun would you like like can i massage you uh you could and i've been massaged twice now by two different people oh and uh at the same time i wish I wish. That's a, Usually you got to pay for that kind of experience. Right. Um, but uh, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling better than yesterday, but still in pain. Uh, but, you know, this is my life now until, you, it, until it gets better. Are you tired this week? Uh, I have tomorrow off, so I'm feeling a reinvigoration in myself because I, you know, I, I feel like there's hope for tomorrow. In the cellular I, structure of correct, the body. Correct. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like forcing myself to be awake. Um, at this point, um, but uh, doing okay. Nice. Doing okay. Also with us is Davey Wavy Landon. Hello, Davey. Davey. Hello. Now, How is, are you? is Wavy your middle name like on your driver's license? No, it's like a prefix. Like, okay. s- like you know, when you get knighted and you're yeah. officially to be known oh. as sir. So Wavy is like, it's it's like the, the mister. So instead Good. of mister, I just, it's Wavy. Well, it's in the middle. No, it isn't. Davy Wavy. Let's just say no. It's Wavy Davy. Well, what if I want to say Davy Wavy? Well, you can't. Do, you can't do that. It's just Did, you, uh, you can't just make up the rules willy nilly. What so do you think right this be- is? But right before you said it was a prefix, I said Davy Wavy, didn't I? Or did I say Wavy Davy? It's my name, though. It doesn't matter what you say. It's fair. Plus, yeah. I mean, JT up there knighted. You know how the Queen will put a put a sword on each shoulder. Who's JT? Justin, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau. Oh, uh, a maple leaf. <laughs> yeah, seriously, come on, man, get with it. Uh, a maple leaf on each shoulder. Yeah, and you get a pair of snowshoes. Okay, um, so that's how he kind of. Uh, that's like the upgrade from the ones you get when you're born. Correct. Okay, that's fair. They actually fit now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones you get when you're born are the same size. They're just worn out by the time Correct. you get knighted. Correct. Dave is yeah. not amused. <laughs> <laughs> he's like when are you gonna stop calling me davy wavy he's got a giant water bottle sitting next to him and i just assume it's full of moonshine <laughs> mixed together it's just double double tim horns coffee yeah uh, double yeah. is double, it really baby no it's just water i don't yeah. i it, like the older i've gotten the darker my coffee has gotten i you i started on double double and and now if i have one it's all i taste is sugar it's disgusting Really? Yeah, yeah, man. I worked with people who drank uh, multiple extra large triple triple coffees a day. 
Like they would walk in with like holding three triple triple coffees and they would drink that like throughout their shift. I don't know how they did it. Anyway, are they missing toes and fingers now? Maybe legs? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they got the diabetes. <laughs> so, Dave, I've had Tim Horton's coffee before, and I simply just ordered a coffee. Can you explain to me and the audience and Brandon what a double-double and a triple-triple is? Because I don't know. Uh, a double-double by default would be um, two creams and two sugars, and a triple-triple okay. by power of deduction right. is yeah, I get, three I, creams. I can deduce that wow. one. But oh, if yeah. you if you ask for like a double-double with milk, you'll just get milk instead of the cream. Uh, I think if you just order like a regular coffee, I think that's one milk or one cream. I'm really not sure because I just get black like a normal person. Um, but Tim Horton's coffee is pretty shit. Uh, in my opinion, I will go to Starbucks any day over Tim Horton's or wow. there's like a small family owned cafe or something that isn't, sure. you know, corporate America, corporate Canada, then, um, I'll, I'll do that. But yeah, Tim Horton's coffee is just bean water to me. Um, is it true but, that you can win something with the cups? Yeah, they, we do roll up the rim to win, uh, okay. a couple times a year. It's pretty cool. Okay. They, you know what they used to do is like the, they, they actually had something under the rim and you would roll it up mm-hmm. and you, thus the name roll up the rim to win. Okay. I know it's not okay. that explanatory, okay. but, but, uh, post COVID it's, it's all on an app now, which is oh. kind of annoying because it was always exciting, like having them, right. but really unsanitary. Cause most people would just like do it with oh. their mouth or at least I would. So then you hand this little, like nasty piece of like <laughs> saliva soaked coffee cup it's really disgusting we did it for years too and now i'm thinking about it and how wow. disgusting it was but um yeah so that's that's the you can win something if you buy a tim hortons coffee but it's only at certain times of the year it's like monopoly with McDonald's. okay lovely now dave do the double double and triple triple cost differently because here's what i'm wondering and i, I assume not but I, i'm wondering because like could you rig the system and order a double double with cream and sugar thereby getting a triple triple without actually calling it that no as far as i know there's no it's there's no cost difference so if you go to dunkin donuts and order something like that is there a cost difference no i don't know because i don't order cream and sugar no. i no. i assume not no okay yeah theoretically you think there would be but um, yeah they okay. just they Next. just time you go to Tim Hortons because I think like you guys have to go there on your birthday every year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next time you go, you should order a double double with cream and sugar and just see what they do. Why? Just to see what happens. But well, I know yeah. what happens. They give you a coffee with cream and sugar. They say, get out, bud. No, no, no. A double double <laughs> means that there's already double cream and sugar in it, so right? Folks for me. <laughs> <laughs> so double double with and add cream and sugar they would have to give you three instead of just the two for the double-double. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, so I'll report back next week. Um, I assume you're going to e-transfer me some money for this, for this research purposes. Join the Patreon uh, today. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we could just take it out of the... Yeah. How much is a double-double? Uh, I Like a, between a $1.50 and $2, $2. So that's like so, 13 American cents. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was so, going to say, a, a large coffee from Dunkin's like... 239 or something like that oh my god yeah that's heinous yeah yeah but it's an american large so it's actually like 32 ounces yeah it's, it's just like a half, vat of coffee a half yeah. gallon they hand you a five gallon bucket out the window you yeah. gotta bring a forklift with <laughs> god almighty i went to so there was this like thing in the park that happened we're we're talking a long time here there was this thing in the park that i took my kids to and it was like a spider-man event oh like, yeah i remember you saying that showed yeah. a spider-man thing at the end well during it 
I hadn't eaten all day and I got so hungry. I looked at my wife and I was like, I have to eat because oh, so here's the backstory. They advertised there were going to be food trucks there. Mm -hmm. So they had already eaten and I got home and she was like, do you want to go to this and take the boys? I was like, yeah, let's go. And she's like, there's going to be, I was like, I should grab a, you know, a snack real quick. Sure. She's like, there's going to be food trucks there. I was like, okay. So we get there and there's shaved ice and Yikes. free hot dogs by the local like parks association or whatever. So I ate a hot dog because they had a, a, a limit of one, a which I was fine with because it was free and fine. it was like a community thing. And fine. I was like, whatever, I'll just eat one. And then I was like two hours later, I'm like, I am dying. dying. I have not eaten since yesterday at lunch because I don't usually eat dinner. I was like, I have to I have to go. So I went to Wendy's and got a drink and I ordered just like their whatever value, the four for four or whatever. Sure. The drink that came with it would not fit in my cup holder. It was so large. Oh, my God. And I was like looked at it and i'm like what size is this and it was a medium yeah it's crazy and it was like Jeez. bigger than the largest large that i've worked. I, I mean i don't really damn. yeah so i don't know this is the hp podcast and we talk about video games and canada a lot actually surprising amount for only one third of our show being from canada but uh we also have a patreon you can go over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom sign up for as little as a dollar a month we will love you long time and also <laughs> Uh, you can get ad free early access to the show. Whether you're on the Patreon or not, you can sign up for our Discord, join in on the fun. Discord, no, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. Be ushered into the presence of your favorite men. Let's talk about video games and let's start off with Gotham Knights, the, the hot topic that's happening. Everybody's talking about Gotham Knights, how excited they are for it. Video Games Chronicle reports that Gotham Knights won't have performance options on consoles and runs at 30 FPS. So... Boom. No longer uh, really excited for it. Let me just read a little bit here. It says the game's executive producer, Flair Marti, shared the game, shared the news on the game's Discord server on Friday, claiming that the decision was due to the types of features we have in our game, such as untethered co-op and a highly detailed open world. I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode for Gotham Knights on consoles, Marty wrote. Due to the types of features we have in our game, like providing a full untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher fps for this reason our game does not have a performance slash quality toggle option and will run at 30 fps on consoles yikes crickets now dave first your general thoughts but also this idea do people care i, I don't mean people like us who talk about video games and listen to video game podcasts i mean does the average consumer care um, okay, so I'm going to start with a second question because I actually think that's a really good question. Um, I, I, I think the average person who is like into Batman, into superhero games, just got a fancy new PS5 and wants something cool to play, maybe with their friends, maybe solo, probably doesn't care. Um, so I, I don't know how much of an effect this, this will actually have on, on the end product from that perspective. Um, now going back to the first part of the question, how I feel. So my, my hype level of this game has just, it started out pretty high. Like when they announced this in the summer, I can't remember what event it was summer games fest or something two years ago. Um, and then as time has gone on, it's just kind of slowly, slowly sort of, dip down and down and you know even going back two or three weeks ago i was like okay this is going to be one of those games um i think it's going to be disappointing i think it's going to get be lucky to get like mid 70s um but you know it's something i i think i might check out 
But this 30 FPS thing, just it doesn't make sense to me. And the way they're trying to excuse it by, I don't know what untethered co-op means, but it's, first of all, it's it's a game that should have been designed for four-player co-op, but it was only designed for two. And I get when you get into like leveling and scaling and stuff like that, that, you know, it's not as simple as going from two to four. But in any case, you have four heroes. Why I can't play with all four at once doesn't make sense to me. Um, there was a time when, you know, people got pretty hyped when they found out that this was going to be a next gen only game only for us to now find out that it's only 30 frames per second. So for the hardcore like us, like this is just outrageous. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, they're, they're scrounging for excuses that I don't think are there. Um, we've seen the screenshots. You've seen a lot of people compare this game just visually, like the Gotham that they're putting out there compared to Arkham Knight, which is, uh, a last gen game from like five years ago, seven years. I don't know what it is now. Like it's that game looks better than this game. And then you throw in the frames per second thing. And it's just, I, yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad. Cause I would, you know, two years ago, I was really looking forward to this game and now it's coming out and I'm just like, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, maybe I'll check it out when it's 20 bucks. Well, which will probably be three months from now. Cause this is just, this is not going to go over well. So yeah. Brandon, Imagine how bad that PS4, Xbox One version was going to be of this game. That's what I was going to talk about first. I mean, let me just say this. I was passingly interested in this game. um, And I could have been convinced very easily to hand over my wallet and buy this. But now I'm not interested whatsoever. Um, I completely agree with you and Dave. I think most people, it won't matter. But the point being is that whenever we're getting this many roadblocks and this many things to not convince me personally before the game's even out and excuse after excuse, is it not as simple as lowering the resolution? I'm sure it's not, but it's pretty damn close to being that simple. I'm almost positive. (laughs) So you're exactly right, Ben. You brought up a good point. You know, I was excited by the fact that it was going to be next gen only. We hyped that on the show we, for sure. We did, but that doesn't even excite me anymore because I know why it's. It literally, I don't think it can be. Right. You know, we would have a CDPR situation, which is ridiculous because Dave's exactly right too. The screenshots we're seeing are far from immaculate, and you know, even if you present the most cinematic experience possible, it's like. I now know why it's next gen only because that's the only option. Not because you you wanted to make a better game because if you wanted to make a better game, it would have options. Right. But it has zero. Right. Uh, it, it's just, you know, and as someone who has talked many times about wanting next gen games on my PS5, at this point, I don't see any reasonable excuse for a very long time at this point that the PlayStation 5 and Series X cannot reach 60 frames a second in almost all conditions. I mean, if you have to draw me down to 1080p, that's fine. I'm willing to accept 1080p even, you know, but now I'm not going to buy it at all, at all. Um, And, you know, unlike you and Dave, maybe, I'm not even that interested even when it does drop in price. You know, I just don't think that that's the kind of experience I have. And if I want to play a 30 frames per second Batman game, I'm going to play the better game, which is the Batman games. Because not only that, nobody's mentioned this, but the combat isn't even the same. It seems to be more of a brawler. Well, there is no Batman in this game, by the way. Well, I know. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that, you know, the long chains, the entire fun part of the right. other games, and they haven't made it super clear that it's like incredibly different. I mean, they have, 
it's obviously a different game. It's not Batman, but it's the same people. And the combat that was beloved and spawned games like it, you know, Shadow of Mordor, one of them coming to mind that right. the Batman game spawned that game, essentially, the type of combat. Um, yeah, it's just completely uninteresting to me at this point. And I didn't realize that it was not four player until Dave said something. Uh-huh. And that's just even more disappointing. So I don't know, especially at a time like this, um, it just... There are so many different and more interesting things for me to play than that. Yeah. Um, and unless somebody in my life really genuinely wanted to play it with me. Like Avengers, you know? Well, I mean, that game, <laughs> you know, for fuck's sake, that game doesn't look great. But at this point, it's at 60 frames a second. I just meant like, remember when I didn't want right. to play Avengers right. and you convinced me to. And Someday that. I'll get you back you for that. But Do you remember? <laughs> then I will never forget it. It, it will be carved on my, on my gravestone. On the back, very small made been by avengers um at full price year 2020 yeah um whenever it came out but yeah this is crazy and i think it's so shitty how they're just don't say anything about it don't try and justify it just say it like it is you know i think one of the developers and i could be misconstruing this with something but i think i saw that one of the developers actually was on twitter saying that it was because of the series s what? And I'm like, there is, okay, if that's true, if that's true, then make it 30 frames for the Series S and 60 for everything else. Exactly. And second of all, it's not true because I have played games on the Series S at 60 frames that were more intense than this game is. Forza on the Series S runs like a dream. Yeah. Now I play it on PC, but I have played it on the Series yeah. S. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a Are really you- bad look. And even though I think they're going to do just fine, unless this game's a stinker, I could just as easily seeing this game suck ass, like Dave said, you know, I would be surprised if it's getting in the 80s, if I'm going to be honest with you, boys. Yeah. I, I would be really surprised if I see this game come in the 80s. I would really suspect 70s, if that. Dave? This game something? had a delay. Um, yeah, and I, I, I suspect they wanted to delay it again. But I think there was pressure to get it out now because I think it's it's approaching a skull and bone situation. Um, and I'm going to say it on the show right now. I'm betting we're going to get a post-launch performance mode um, yeah. in yeah. some way, shape, or form. But this this whole thing they're saying, well, it's not possible based on the way we built the game. You built a shit game. It looks like dog shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people to come out it's and... It's your and, fault, man. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, I, I, they're, there's going to be a like January or March, somewhere in there, we're going to get a, we're going to get some like DLC or something. And they're going to say, and there's a performance mode. So you can get 60 frames a second, which should be standard uh, last year onwards. So I'm saying it now, we're going to get a post-launch patch, but that doesn't save anything because this is just, it's unacceptable. Yeah. I just fucking hate this trend of like, let's just make things better after launch. And it seems like almost every AAA game nowadays is coming at us with a full-priced package at launch saying, hey, yeah, maybe things will be in the future. Right. Uh, and I hate... And by the time it actually comes out, there's a price drop. So if you wait, you're actually getting a better yeah. deal. Yeah, it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah. But. Well, so that we don't beat a dead horse into oblivion, let's move on to another topic that I... It, this is a developing topic. The, the, we keep getting new information about this. Um, Jason Schreier even put out some reporting today. So who knows 
what the actual situation is. But basically, Helena Taylor, the original voice actor of Bayonetta, is telling fans to boycott Bayonetta 3 after an insulting offer. Basically, she said that she was offered $4,000 to uh, voice to be the voice of Bayonetta um, for all the voice acting in the game. And this is technically it does meet uh, the the guild, the voice acting guild of video games minimum. Uh, but it's still pretty low offer, especially for a high profile game like Bayonetta. And then we've gotten some other responses from various people in the know, including Jennifer Hale, the new voice of Bayonetta, saying, you know, maybe don't come to judgments if you haven't seen everything. Jason Schreier came out and said he saw that she was offered at least 15000 which from my understanding is still pretty low for a high talent like Helena Taylor. Um, but I guess I kind of don't necessarily want to talk about the specific situation because we are still learning more about it. And, you know, I don't want to rush to judgment on anybody against anybody or for anybody, but I will say, what do you guys think of just Brandon? We'll, we'll, we'll put it to you first. Yeah. You know, 4,000 bucks for the voice of a fairly chatty character, not like a billion voice lines or anything, yeah. but more than a, a grunt here and there. Yeah. Uh, if that's true, we don't know that 4,000 yeah. is true, but that's no, what we've been told. It, it's a very weird situation because yes, does it meet minimum standards? Technically, sure. At least that's what we're being told. But I don't know. I don't see. Let's just say I'm not surprised that Nintendo would potentially lowball um, them specifically. Well, <laughs> still, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I guess it's shitty. You know, if you've been doing this for a long time, you'd hope that a game that is probably going to at minimum ship what, like a million copies? At least, yeah, I'd say at least a million. A million copies? Yeah. yeah. At least before this, maybe. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks. Um, and I guess anyone who's interested in Bayonetta can see the situation and kind of make a decision for themselves. I personally am not that big of a Bayonetta fan. Yeah. The most experience I have with her is in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't affect me personally very much, but I guess I would always personally push to take care of people especially when those people have taken care of you in the past i mean if it's a legendary voice actor that's been acting in this role for a while you think that the going rate would be at least above minimum i mean i would hope you know i don't have much frame of reference here but that's what i'm being told and yeah i mean is it okay that she broke contract that she's probably not supposed to talk about to tell everyone the pricing I don't know. Was that the best thing to do? I don't know. If she felt like, you know, she was slighted, I guess, what else was she to do? But some people were saying they thought maybe they were trying to push her out. But yeah, I don't know. It definitely seems low. Right. But like I said, I don't, I don't know, man. I would do it for 4K. They can hire me right now. I'll do it. You could be Bayonetta. I'll do my best. Yeah. Dave, uh, like Brandon said, it seems like they were trying to push her out. Uh, the The reporting that came out today was that they offered her, you know, four-ish thousand dollars, I think. For, per session, though. Per session. So that could be how many sessions, you know? like Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we, But we still don't know. So that's why I'm not necessarily wanting to comment too much on this specific situation. But I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts, Dave? I, I don't know if there's a right answer. We just I felt like we should talk about it. No, I mean, there's definitely lessons to be learned here, and I, I'll, I'll get back to that. But um, I, I saw her video that she put out on the weekend, and um, I saw the reaction, and a lot of questions kind of came to mind. Like, 4,000 seemed low, and she 
she framed it in a certain way where she said, you know, this series is made, I can't remember the figure, but it was multiple millions of dollars over its life cycle um, to pay someone like me who is revered, has a, has a very uh, strong background and career uh, is insulting. Um, a lot of questions came to mind. Like, like I, I wanted to know like how long would it take her to voice this and um, you know, what did she get paid for previous games? And for whatever reason, like the first thing I wanted to know is like, how much did Troy Baker get paid for death stranding? That was like the first comparable thing that came to my head. I realized Troy Baker is probably in a different sort of stratosphere when it comes to voice acting, but I thought it wasn't like a lead role. Kojima productions was in a similar sort of situation um, in terms of what I assume the resources they have available to them uh, that platinum does. Um, They were already paying Mads Mikkelsen and all the other voice actors in that game. So like there was a lot, like I just didn't know. I assume 4,000 is really low based on the way she's reacting, but I, I saw this and my first reaction was, I feel like there's a lot more to this story that we're not being told. And as the day goes on and, and more stuff comes out, like something fishy is here. And the way Jennifer Hale came out and kind of said, before everybody just goes and boycotts this game, please remember that there are a lot of people who worked a long time on this game just because one person is pissed off because there's probably some other shit going on. Maybe don't just... Um, you know, choose not to buy the game because th- there's a lot of other work that came into this. And she also noted in her statement, Jennifer Hale, that um, she can't divulge what she was being made because she's under an NDA. Um, that doesn't really tell us much, but at the same time, I, I, I feel like she's saying she was paid fairly, um, which again, just continues to suggest that there's a lot that, um, you know, the lesson learned here is just because somebody comes on Twitter and is freaking out because of an injustice, just like there are other parts of the story that you're probably not hearing. There's my side of the story. There's your side of the story. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And uh, I don't know if we'll ever find out what exactly happened. If, if the $4,000 offer was a constructive dismissal offer, if she completely misconstrued what was being offered to her um, or if it was something else, but I think what we know now is not the entire story, and I, I, I honestly feel like the four thousand dollar thing was, was not entirely how she's how she's making it out to be. Um, I'm not trying to victim shame or anything, but it's there's a lot of shit here. There's there's right. a lot. So yeah. well, dude, and, and after the after Jen said that, I mean, she was getting death threats and stuff, wasn't she? Didn't I see that on Twitter? Uh, that I wouldn't be surprised, but Jesus I don't know. Christ, man, that doesn't happen on Twitter. What are you people talking? People are about? nuts, man. People are nuts, but I. Dave's right. There's something going on, but Twitter might not be the best place to do that. Yeah. That's well, all I'm it's, saying. It's certainly going to get your message out to the most of the well, people. Well, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. GameInfinitus.com says EA is closing servers for some classic games, including Mirror's Edge. EA has confirmed the closure of servers for some of their legacy games. It will be shut down on January 19th, 2023. EA has shared this news on their official website where they share updates on the server status for their games. The four games that have been added to their server closure list includes Mirror's Edge, Shank 2, Gatling Gears, and NBA Jam on Fire Edition. Now, Brandon, I think I also saw, I think I'm I'm calling you out because I think we were playing a game 
we might have been playing Overwatch whenever I saw that. Uh, other games are getting shut down. Online stuff like Army of Two, yeah, and some oh, other yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not EA related. The, the other games were not EA related. That I can't remember, sure. but I don't know. There's some um, pretty old stuff at this. Do point. we mat? Does this matter, guys? Yeah, not. I don't know. It matters to somebody certainly, um, but these sort of things happen all the time, and at least they're being upfront about it. Um, I don't think anything huge anything has been outcried yet at least that i've seen but honestly anytime anything shuts down it's obviously sad because somebody's a fan of something and even if that means 30 players are on the server i mean someone's going to be let down but yeah dave are you um did you get mirror's edge downloaded so you could check it out before the (laughs) (laughs) no no and it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, a lot of people are going to get upset about this and it's like, well, were you really playing the game? Were you planning on playing the game? Right. But the devil's advocate side of it is, 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 is it's another stark reminder that um, the, the concept of ownership um, has completely changed. And if you want to buy something digitally, like I do, just understand that there's a very good chance that if you want to revisit this game several years down the line, you're not going to have the ability. So it's kind of a buyer's beware kind of thing. And we're getting lots of reminders, lots and lots of reminders. Ben is hoping, uh, holding up, um, what's the game? Babylon's two, Fall? Yeah, I'm co- I'm holding up a, two copies. There's actually three sitting next to me. There's two at my house. Oh, no, there's not three. There's two at my house and one at Brandon's house, uh, copies of Babylon's Fall, which you know is the most recent example of a game that is uh, online only. That is fuck. That is yeah. dying soon. So just, just like it's, we're all mature adults. We've been doing this for a long time. You have to know now if you buy something digitally, you might lose it. It might go yeah. away forever. Um, yeah. So again, kind it's of segue, just another reminder. Yeah. That kind of segues nicely into the the Red Dead stuff too. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Um, well, okay, I'll read it first. Yeah. Uh, Xbox or emulation are now your only ways to play Red Dead Redemption on a modern platform. Uh, this comes from gamesradar.com, and it says Red Dead Redemption has been delisted from PS Now and PS Plus, ending the only way to play Rockstar's Cowboy Classic on modern PlayStation platforms. The PS3 version of Red Dead Redemption was added to the PS Now streaming service back in 2016, and this version of the game was made available through PS Plus Premium earlier this year. However, as Videotech notes on Twitter, the game has been quietly delisted. Quietly. Many Rockstar titles have cycled through various subscription services, including PS Plus and Xbox Game Pass, but Red Dead Redemption is a special case. Since it was only available via cloud streaming, there's no way to purchase it and own it as part of your normal digital game library. It's just gone. The only official way to play Red Dead Redemption on a modern platform is through backwards compatibility on Xbox One or an Xbox Series console, either with the physical disc or through the $30 digital version still available for purchase. Brandon, yeah, we talk about digital games all the time. We were just talking about uh, digital parts of games. Yeah. This sucks anytime it happens. And we know that games don't last forever. That I mean, especially these ones that aren't made available on current gen hardware. And let's be real, no matter what platform it's on, Rockstar could choose to make these available in a current gen way. Absolutely. And I don't even mean like a remaster or remake. I just mean like they could choose to allow you to purchase yeah. them if they want to. E- even if it's the same game, they could just yes make it playable. Exactly, you know. But uh, yeah, it's kind of s- kind of sad, man. 
um, it's kind of sad. You know, we just got done talking about none of us had a personal connection to any of these EA games, but I feel like a lot of people I know, including myself, have a really big connection to Red Dead Redemption oh, 1. Um, and it's sad to see it go ever, but I think something of note and something you mentioned in the article is that it's quietly leaving. Yeah. Um, which kind of signals something to me. I don't know about you guys. We've heard whispers for years now. We've seen the rumors um, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, a beloved game that mm-hmm. could use some performance upgrades. I'm thinking myself, we're going to get a Red Dead 2 patch at some point that may include Red Dead 1. Yeah, we... That's what I'm thinking. I think, I, I think Rockstar said a little while back that they weren't working on it. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, one, we don't know that that's true. And two, just because they weren't then doesn't mean they aren't now. Right, right. And, you know... I know we didn't get anything with this most recent leak from from uh, Rockstar, but yeah, you know, it kind of makes you wonder. I mean, I don't necessarily think these two things are related, but the fact that they've done this with no announcement whatsoever, you know, no, okay, hey, fair. this is going away. Hey, this is, you know, kind of makes you wonder why it was done in this way um, and really kind of signals to me either that, you know, they're completely done and moving on or we're going to get something new. Um, those are the only two options, um, but I'm, re- yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that yeah. we get something new. Yeah, I mean, I would love, and I've been saying for years. Yeah. you know, Red Dead Two is already beautiful, and if it it could perform at sixty frames a second, I think on next gen, um, it certainly runs just fine on PC. I assume so. Dave, we talk a lot about games that we no one actually cares about, like Babylon's Fall or the Mirror's Edge online servers, but Red Dead Redemption. I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 was and still is huge. And of, of course, a lot of people want to go back and play the original or really not the original, but Red Dead Redemption because there was Red Dead Revolver. Right, you. right. Um, but a lot of people want to go back and play it. And now if you're on PlayStation and you don't have a PS3 with the disc, there's just no way to do it. Uh, did you are you a Red Dead guy? Yeah. Um, important thing to note uh, with all of this uh, for our viewers, uh, listeners, and everyone in, around the globe, uh, you can still play Red Dead Revolver. So just, uh, just so we're clear on that. <laughs> okay. It's still See, on that, PlayStation. But. That's some bullshit. That's, <laughs> that's the shit I don't get. That exactly is, you know, that signals to me even more than anything else. You know, it quietly going away and still being able to play the old shit. Like, they don't want to step on their own toes. I feel like there has to be something coming. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Red, Red Dead Revolver, by the way, I own physically. I think I actually have two copies because I got them um, both at the same time. And like, I was just like, whichever one. This is back in the Wild West days of online trading. No, no pun Literally. intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Literally. Uh, that, that legitimately was not pun intended. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I have two copies of it. Still never played Red Dead Revolver. Me neither. But I've played Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption and Undead Nightmare like 13 times each. Oh. And uh, Red Dead 2, I've only played once and I want to go back and play it again. I think I'm going to have to get it on PC at one of these points. But anyway, sorry, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, 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 it was my tangent originally. Um, but yeah, yeah so I, I, I lo- I've never played Revolver, uh, but I loved Red Dead Redemption, played quite a bit of it. Um, I, I played some of Red Dead Redemption 2 and I've it's on my list to go back to. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we were talking about this before that we went live and, and the first thing was, well, does this mean a, a remaster or a remake is coming? We assume it's going to be an AI driven remaster, uh, yeah, based Jesus. on, uh, previous experiences. Um, but then the question is like, well, why didn't it come down from Xbox? Why, why just PlayStation? I mean, it still could come down quietly. Um, but is there also a possibility that there could be some timed exclusivity of a remake or a remaster that maybe we don't know about? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Cause I mean, at some point rockstar has got to come out and say like, look, this, this did come down and this is the reason why, um, because you Things a game of that ilk doesn't just disappear for no reason. So uh, I, I think we'll find out sooner rather than later why it's gone. Um, but Here, here's it, a theory. I got a theory for you. We've sure. seen this happen in the past. Uh, a lot of times a game will be delisted until they can like fix a music track or something in it that's licensed. And or like some one of the voice actors is pitching a fit or something like that, because a lot of times, especially back before we had the streaming days, the contracts would read that they could be sold on that platform indefinitely, but they didn't mention streaming. And if we see like Red Dead Redemption is available for purchase, presumably download on Xbox, but it was only available on PlayStation for uh, streaming. So maybe somebody found the kink in the contract that said, hey, this is streaming on that platform. Like some, some random lawyer in Nevada realized that like his client's song was on a game that was streaming and that broke a rule somehow in their contract. And so they were going to extort him for more money. So they just took it down until they could get that song removed. I'd say that's probably the most likely scenario over a remake or a remaster, but, well, but who knows? Why, why wouldn't you put it then on the store for sale? Like wh- why would you just make it disappear like that? Well, it's not compatible or make a statement. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely. But an- another thing I just thought of, if in fact, now that we're talking about it, the more and more we talk about a remake, it seems less and less likely because they have completely put a nail in the coffin of the online. So why would they, if if there was a plan, you know, and I know you said it was outlined that they're probably not working on something. I guess I'm just being hopeful. Yeah. But if the plan at some point was to reinvigorate that game, period, obviously the online has always struggled from the beginning. But if that was the case, you don't think they would be shutting down something that was going if something else was coming soon. Well, you're overlooking one little thing. Well, my, sorry, just just my, before you yeah. say that, I, I do agree with Brandon that I think uh, a, a package would definitely give online a shot in the arm if they if they do want to kind of continue to support that thing. But yeah, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, that that I mean, that was the same same way I was going. But let's say they had I don't know. I don't have any idea what these services, what Red Dead Online specifically was using, how many people they were using. But let's say it was 30 people. Mm-hmm. If you consider game developers, especially at a place like Rockstar, plus uh, the, their salary, plus their benefits, plus whatever. Right. You know, you're probably looking at 100 grand a person or more, 150 if they're higher end. At least. So let's say they're pumping out a million bucks a year to keep this online service going that's making them nothing nothing or even like comparatively nothing a a marginal amount right 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 it's probably not worth it yeah and they're a business at the end of the day it's so weird because these red deads have been hailed as these like amazing games but now the games like uh, gta online have just blown up yeah it just doesn't matter that they've sold millions of copies because the long haul 
the long game for these online games. The long dong. It, the long dong, so to speak, ends up bringing in exceptionally more money in the end. And it's just kind of sad that even a game that, you know, can sell millions of copies is now potentially being put to bed because um, the online is so lucrative that in retrospect, it doesn't seem like it matters at all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Strange. Strange times, man. You're a strange time. Yeah. Sorry. Well, speaking <laughs> of Rockstar and remakes and remasters. Oh, thank God. Let's talk about this. <laughs> This tweet from GamesRadar says a game a game may come. A day may come when the GTA Trilogy collection is completely fixed, but it is not this day. It says GTA Trilogy's first update in eight months has just one line of patch notes. Quote, stability improvements. Bruh, that's not even a line. Fuck you. Yeah. That's literally like stability. That's two words, bro. That ain't a line. Well, it actually says stability improvements across all three titles on all platforms. Pardon me. Is the full thing. Okay, whatever. Uh, these, these patches are a few hundred <laughs> megabytes on. on console. Those the folks at Rockstar, Rockstar Intel note they'll require full game re-downloads on PC, just as previous updates have. Oh, great. Players have already been digging to find any meaningful changes in this update, and they're struggling. Nothing new seems to have been uncovered so far. And in fact, plenty of old glitches are still in the game. Dave, disgraceful what they've done to my boy. The old Big GTA time. games. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, is this is WB Montreal working on this? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's insane what it, games of this caliber from a studio of this caliber. I know that they ported them out and they, or that they uh, they shipped them out for port, but man, they just and they couldn't have screwed this up worse. They just shit them out. And I'm gonna actually completely rescind what I said earlier. I hope there's not a G, uh, a Red Dead Redemption one or two remake because you know if history shows. Um, they're willing to, you know, even in spite of it being ported out, that doesn't matter to me. You, you're the one putting your intellectual property into somebody else's hands. And so it's your responsibility as the IP holder to ensure that the highest possible quality for these beloved games are taken care of. And eight months, we get a stability and I just shouldn't have bought it. That was part of the problem. Um, and I'm not going to even play it, to be honest with you. It's just sitting on my shelf. I kind of just wanted it. Yeah. Um, but it's just really sad, man. It's really, really sad. I would have been happier to see these games just be ported alone. Just port them. That's it. Aside from this. I feel like it's just a huge disservice to the fans of the series. And even though you can play them and they do look slightly better and there are some improvements... It's just, it's kind of just disrespectful um, to the name of it all. Um, and uh, putting respect on the name of these three games is not what's happening whatsoever. So as Birdman said, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't think you bought it, um, but I just, is, this is abysmal. I mean, just truly after eight months, um, you know, and even after the backlash still, um, you know, it's clear that nothing else is being put into this. So. Yeah, I just got to echo what you say. And I, I, again, I go back to the the heartfelt response that we got from Rockstar after the games were launched about, oh, we're going to fix this. We're so sorry. This, this, and this happened. Very transparent, but um, it's it's almost been a year. And, <laughs> and I, I, I wonder if the work that the AI did is is proven a lot more difficult to fix than, you know, if if this was more um remastered the traditional way um because it it just 
I don't know. It's it's Rockstar has a lot of resources on hand, and and for it to be this long without you know proper um, you know playability fixes and stuff like that, it's 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 really weird. But I mean, yeah, just gotta echo what you said. It's 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 really out of character for Rock uh, Rockstar, and and really too bad for people who bought it at launch because it's really not acceptable. But this is what we're getting these days. Yeah, and I just wonder, like. I've thought to myself, I think about a lot of these companies with rose-tinted glasses because I like the stuff they've made in the past. But at what point do companies start becoming a new thing? And we keep saying that it's like very out of character. And I just wonder if one day after we get disappointment after disappointment and only funneling money into things that make the highest possible money possible, that we just realize that these companies have changed. A lot of them have just completely changed. Um, and... Uh, I was actually given some thought after we talked about CDPR the other day, but really disappointing. Yeah, and I mean, that, that CDPR comes to mind. And in, in that conversation, I brought up Bioware, and we've seen a lot of stumbles from, um, you know, Rockstar lately. And, and they, they know that we look at them through these rose-colored glasses, and they know that we look at these old franchises through the same glasses. And they know that, you know, they don't have to put a lot, a whole lot of effort into – um, you know, remaking these things or remastering them for them to get a substantial amount of people to buy it at launch. They know these things and yeah. it's, it's, you got to vote with your wallet sort of thing. And it's one of those situations where let them fool you once, but not twice um, because it's, it's happening more and more. It definitely is. Ubisoft's looking pretty good right now, fellas. <laughs> Someone's got to. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Coming soon to Xbox Game Pass and leaving Xbox Game Pass. This is from the Xbox Wire. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we've got a bunch of stuff coming to Game Pass uh, today as we record this. A Plague Tale Requiem for cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, this is a game I'm looking forward to. Definitely looking forward to. Uh, also, Amnesia Collection, that includes The Dark Descent, A Machine for Pigs and Justine, as well as Amnesia Rebirth, which is not part of the collection. We've got Phantom Abyss. We've got Soma. Soma. Persona 5 Royal. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that because they uh, uh, don't have a PlayStation and they missed it three years ago when it came out. <laughs> uh, Frog Detective, The Entire Mystery, Gunfire Reborn, and Signalis. In addition, we got a bunch of DLC coming out to Game Pass. No Man's Sky, the Waypoint update, a huge update for No Man's Sky. Uh, a new Sea of Thieves adventure came out last week. Uh, the Sims 4 is going free to play as well as getting a new expansion that will be on Game Pass uh, today. 
Minecraft Dungeons, Fauna Fair, a new expansion there. Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition. Um, why do they think... Why do they think this game was already out? Or was know. already on Game Pass? I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Leaving... Oh, sorry. The, also this. Uh, Ultimate members. Slime Rancher 2 is available now with touch controls via cloud gaming. Plus, you can play Persona 5 with touch controls on October 21st and experience five custom touch control layouts that change depending on in-game scenarios. Touch controls? I, I do think... Uh, for phone. Oh, for, cl- for, for streaming. Cloud. For yeah. streaming. Okay. I do think... And I don't know about Slime Rancher, but Persona 5 Royal... That'd be would, good for phone. Really good. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously... It's not... It, there's a lot of running around and stuff, but like the actual battles are turn-based. It could work. And with all the dialogue mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the turn-based stuff, yeah. the running around might not be perfect, but the second that you're in action, it's turn-based. So, yeah. And I'm not a big phone or cloud gaming guy, but games like this, if you're going to play on your phone on cloud are the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Leaving this month, we got Alan Wake American Nightmare, Backbone, which Dave reviewed and hated, Bassmaster Fishing 2022. What? Non-Guns, Doppelganger Edition, <laughs> Project Wingman, Second Extinction, Sniper Elite 4, and The Forgotten City. Boys, let's start first. I know I just read them all really fast, but any of those games stand out to you that I was talking about coming soon? You might want to peep. I thought Scorn was coming. Am well, I Scorn tri- came out technically last uh, yeah. week now. So, oh, I must have seen ago. that. Okay. But yeah. that is on Game Pass 2? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, nothing incredibly interesting. I mean, I'm glad that Persona is finally coming to Xbox. Yeah. Feel like Game Pass, nonetheless. Well, nonetheless, I mean, value there. Yeah. Um, but I really love that game. Um, I had like 40 or 50 hours with it, and that was like halfway. So, you know, I got what I needed out of it. I might go back at some point, um, but I'm just pleased that people can play it in more ways because I feel like it's one of those games that is just in all ways has attention to detail and cares about every single moment you're looking at the screen. Um, there's just so much love put into that game. And of all them, uh, surprisingly, that would be the one that stands out to me. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting to think about playing it on phone. Uh, you, know, you know, after you've said that, um, I wonder if Dustin's going to try that. I'm actually interested. So. Dustin going to try a game on phone? I doubt Dude, it's Persona. I don't know. That's true. Anything's possible. It's true. But yeah, that, I mean, honestly, that's about it for me. Um, Dave, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, Persona was the big one. This has always been a franchise that I've never played it, but I've always been curious because, you know, I've heard so many people talk so highly about it. Um, and the only thing that's always like kind of detracted me from trying it is turn uh, the turn-based combat system is always, it, I, I've just had a hard time with it. I like it. Um, but it, I don't see myself playing it for a whole lot of time, but I, I'm going to try this. And the other reason I want to try it is it might be finally a good way for me to, to, to gain Dustin's respect. Cause I know this, this game is really near and dear to his heart, but <laughs> that's neither here nor, nor there. Um, and Plague Tales, the other one, and, and this is, uh, I'll talk more about this in what we've been playing, but, um, based on what I've seen from like the initial reaction, I'm a little concerned about trying to play this game on my series S, um ben i assume you're going to play this on pc but um yeah there's some performance stuff there that i'm hearing about and i don't know how well it's going to run on the series s but it's it's on game pass it's free so i I may check it out anyways but uh, yeah those those are the two that definitely stand out to me 
Yeah, Plague Tale is definitely the one I'm I'm looking forward to. I just actually like a couple months ago uh, played Plague Tale Innocence on PlayStation Five. You loved it, right? I loved it, and I got the platinum for it, and I thought it was great. It actually they had a PS Five update. There was uh, you know sixty FPS mode, everything like that. Uh, it was awesome. The Requiem does only run i think at 30 fps on consoles i think it still will run at 60 or pretty close to 60 on pc especially depending on your settings uh so i would not doubt that eventually we get an update uh similar to what dave was talking about earlier uh with gotham knights but who knows when but either way apparently this game is like totally gorgeous and people are like yeah it's only 30 fps but i can understand why and frankly this is not a fast-paced game, at least if it's anything like the first one. It's not a fast-paced game, so 30 FPS will be less noticeable. But still, I mean, it's 2022. Yeah. We got brand new consoles. Yeah. I don't know. It still isn't great, but... Dave, what about Leaving From? I mean, I, I mentioned Backbone and, and joked that you hated it, but you that was not a game you enjoyed, was it? Yeah, and it was a game I was pretty high on. Um, Narrative-driven kind of point-and-click adventure, a lot of conversations and stuff, and it just kind of got weird. Um, but it was a polarizing game and there's a lot of people who did like it. Um, so, you know, if, if you're into like, you know, that kind of that style of game and you like indie games and it's, it's worth checking out, I think I beat it in like three or four hours. So it's, you're not going to have to spend a whole lot of time, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot else that really jumped out at me on the stuff that's leaving, but, um, yeah. Would you say that it didn't have much of a backbone or? No, it had plenty of backbone. <laughs> First of all, credit to what you just tried to do there. But I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it just just got weird. It just got really yeah. weird. It's based in Vancouver. There's not a whole lot of games that are based in Vancouver, so that's okay. cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. If if you're into cool and interesting indies, then it's worth checking out. But um, the story just didn't do it for me. One game that's leaving is The Forgotten City, and I just want to give a shout out. Like, if you have Game Pass and you have not checked out the forgotten city you have another two weeks to do so for no extra cost forgotten city might be one of the biggest games i was not expecting to enjoy and really really ended up enjoying it and uh it's a really short i think maybe i mean there's like a billion different endings and everything if you want a hundred percent of that's going to take you longer but i think it might have taken me like six hours uh very puzzly um not a lot of combat or anything, but it's definitely cool. And this was the game that was originally built as a Skyrim mod. And they, of course, did a lot of work to it, but they were actually asked to um, not say that anymore for marketing reasons. But <laughs> Dave, you you checked this game out. I think you previewed this game, but you didn't end up playing it, did you? I Yeah, I played it at PAX, and I actually interviewed the, the creator... Um, uh, Nick Pierce uh, from a modern storyteller, I think is the thing. And it was really funny because when I was talking to him and I was recording him as he was talking, just like on my phone, just cause that's what I did for note taking. And um, he was like, da, 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 da. Yeah. It's, it's based off a very popular RPG game. And I, I knew he was talking about Skyrim, but I was just like, I got to try it. I'm like, can you tell me what that game is? And he's like, the creators of that game have asked me not to use the name. Of the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot, everybody loves Skyrim. Um, if, if you, if you're really into that um, kind of, you know, more the, the conversational part of it, plus, you know, as Ben, you pointed out the, 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 um, 
the puzzle side that that this game kind of it's it's kind of like a whodunit like mystery kind of thing. It was funny because when I played the demo at PAX, something happened in the demo that I'm not going to talk about because you know what happens in the game. It's fairly early in the game. It gave me chills down my spine, and I went over to the PR guy and Nick, and I was like, when that happened, that literally gave me chills down my spine. And both of them like were like, oh my god, that's so cool. So it's nice when you can tell somebody like that that yeah. their uh their game evoked uh, a big response from you so so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. okay i want to talk about the the uh oh, the, brandon just sent me a message apparently hot off the press i gotta i gotta look hot at it. off the press you gotta look at it. it it's so hot off the press that my phone says not able to load preview hot off the press dave's gonna be interested in this let me see it what was a bit, it? it was about 20 minutes ago the Callisto Protocol has tweeted, we would love we would love to inform you all. I like how they say we would love to no. inform you. We would love to inform you all that we will be shipping globally on December 2nd. And yes, we'll have a 60 FPS performance mode. Let's <laughs> go, baby. Hot so the they, they, they didn't have an actual release date yet? It was just December? I don't know. I think they... I didn't think they did. I I could have sworn they did until uh, this. Yeah, now I, I'm I like, think it might have been December 2022, but they didn't have a date yet. So that's awesome. And I love that they snuck that 60 FPS I thing in know. there. <laughs> that's just a little jab. I love that. Oh, I love it. Nice. I'm actually really excited for that game, to be honest with you, Dave. Um, your excitement has like reinvigorated me. I mean, I did watch the same. Um, what was that? Summer Game Fest? No. Wherever it was shown, it obviously looked cool. I'm not like a Dead Space fan, um, but even said, um, you know, this sci-fi horror uh, really intrigues me. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I'm not often successful, but I try at least once a week to stimulate you specifically, Brandon. So I'm glad in, in this in this case it's worked. So, glad so there are there are articles that were published before today that say it's releasing on December second. So I don't know. I, I thought it had a release date, but I could have been wrong. But it seems that was known before that tweet. Oh, was it? Okay. But either way, the fact that they said it will be 60 FPS, from them, I'm sure is the reason right. that they said. Yeah, right. So. Dude, from them and just a verification. Unfortunately, it seems as if we need this now. We've talked about two games today yeah. that are coming out fresh out the gate on next gen at 30 frames a second. So to see this is just, you know, warm me up a little bit. I didn't mean to derail the show, but I just had to share right away. Um, it's all good, dude. Uh, all right, let's move into what we've been playing. And first, I think we're going to talk about a game that all three of us have been playing. And I am obligated to tell you that uh, we received this. We were reached out to and asked if we wanted to play it. And uh, I said yes. And they said, OK, but if you do so, you have to tell everyone you got it from us at Elphonic. And I said, no problem. So we got uh, codes for Ghostbusters. What's the name of the game? Damn it. Spirits Unleashed. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed from Ilphonic, and it is a technically five-player uh, asymmetric multiplayer game. I want to throw it to you, Dave, first to talk about Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, so, here, yeah, sure, sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to gloss over the fact that it took us uh, probably close to an hour and a half to actually get connected. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that right now. If you guys want to kind of, sorry, go ahead, Ben. I think you you want to jump in there. Well, I was just going to say, since you said something, I'll just say that the developers, when I hopped on a call with them, told me that that would be patched out by the time of release. Right. Okay. Right. So 
but we did have issues with crossplay specifically getting yeah so so brandon and i were wearing in in and together fine and it was just a little bit tricky with uh with getting crossplay but once we we all got together and there was five of us total who were playing um it was a good time i mean it's it's an asymmetrical uh, multiplayer and this has sort of become Ilphonic's thing. Um, you know, they had Friday the 13th last year and uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, I think was the year before. Yeah, um, like but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're familiar with the those games, then you're going to be familiar with what's going on here. So you have four players who are playing as the Busters and everybody creates their own Buster. Um, it's got a very kind of cool and interesting, endearing cartoon aesthetic to it in terms of uh the visuals um so four players enter as uh the busters and one person plays as the ghost and there are i think there was five different ghost archetypes uh when we were playing we only played as sort of the the introductory the base one but as you uh level up your ghost um you can choose different archetypes that have different abilities um so yeah i mean it was i'll kind of speak about playing as the ghost because i played as the ghost first and i got a little bit more time before we started playing um to play as the ghost which didn't help because you guys took me out pretty quick (laughs) yeah yeah. what happens is um as a ghost you you start in a level whether it be a mansion or a museum or hotel or something like that and um, your job as the ghost is to fill this haunting meter um, and you want to haunt the building as quickly as possible. And you do that by going around and scaring civilians, by uh, possessing objects. Um, there's a couple other things. Um, I, can't, I can't remember what they are. I think but, that was the majority. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you go into a room and you haunt or you possess like all the objects in a room, it makes the haunting meter jump like a lot whereas if you just do one item at a time you're only actually like bumping it up by one percent so um but as you're doing this you also have to avoid all the busters and they the maps were a decent side so um the busters wouldn't find you too quickly um but when they did it got pretty hectic so you can either attack the busters head on by uh using a number of different attacks um or you could just try to escape if you got out of line of sight, you could possess an item and that would basically hide you. Um, but the busters can find you. They can pull out their little Ghostbuster meter and and use that to track you. So um, as the ghost, I mean, you got quite a few different things to do and, and different priorities that you can balance. But uh, it was fun and it was, it was thrilling um, to play as the ghost. Now, long term, I don't know how much fun it like. Like I felt like it could have wore off a little bit more quickly uh over time and we um, played for a couple hours and yeah it was and, fun, but yeah and i i even i asked the guys i'm like have you guys played predator hunting grounds or or whatever and and the, one of the guys who were playing with justin was like yeah i have and there was a little bit more to do uh when you were doing that so it wasn't just like go and haunt stuff and avoid being attacked like there was also like a submission that you were trying to accomplish um so yeah i kind of wish there was a little bit more to do um or maybe some side stuff but but it was really just kind of those two things and again playing with a group of five of us we had a lot of fun like we were laughing and have a great time but i felt like it it could have gotten old really quick and i did play uh solo um without you guys um so uh, a couple times it was with bots and a couple times it was with um other people playing the game and uh so there were enough f- other people to play with 
Yeah, we had it before release, so I didn't know if it would. Yeah, there, there. I could clearly tell when it was bots and when it was actual <laughs> okay. people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in, in any case, I mean, it 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 wasn't nearly as fun. I mean, it was kind of cool to to roam around in and stuff like that but um but yeah so that was playing as the ghost um i'll throw it over to you ben and yeah. brandon and if you guys want to talk about the other part as the busters yeah no i um i wouldn't say i'm a fan of ghostbusters i do like the ghostbusters and so initially i wasn't quite sure how i was going to feel about the game i was glad to see it was in first person because i didn't know that prior to booting up the game um i think that as dave mentioned it obviously is ideal to play with friends. I feel like this game would not be at all the same, um, yeah. e- even close um, playing with randoms. And I feel like that is the whole game. I agree with Dave. I wish there was a little bit more of a player versus environment, anything. I feel like this game is a hundred percent PVP and there, there are challenges. Don't get me wrong. There's other stuff to literally do, but the main goal is always the same and i agree i felt like that could have gotten worn out quickly because you know every time you get on if you're only getting on when your friends are on who knows how much you'll even end up playing um you know everyone gets busy and you want to play as much as you can but i could definitely see that being a hindrance to the game um i didn't get a chance to play much with bots but it would help out a lot and you know obviously when the game releases i'm sure there'll be a plethora of people trying to play um but I would hope that maybe they would improve the bot AI a little bit based on what you've said, but it was good fun overall. Um, I feel like running away from your friends specifically, giddy, trying to get away from them, throwing slime balls at them is really fun. You know, trying to suck them um, to death into your machine, lightning them and stuff. Uh, That was really cool. At one point, I possessed a giant whale on the ceiling and was just jiggling around above my friends. You know, a couple of times I possessed a, a fucking red bucket it was like, hey, look at me. And I'm literally just jumping on a railing above my friend. You know, you know. so there's a little bit of chase aspect that kind of makes it fun. Um, gets the heart pumping a bit. Um, and it certainly was fun. Um, but I agree with Dave. I feel like at some point, um, I kind of saw what I needed to see. I'm interested to see more ghosts. Yeah. And, I, and I'm interested to see more modes too. More modes, certainly. And I did appreciate the art style. Um, I thought the character customization was pretty good. I'd imagine they'd continue to add some more fun and wacky things. The I cut thought scenes it, were decent. The what? The cutscenes. The cutscenes were decent. You know, the characters were all pretty likable. Um, I'm not much of a dialogue guy overall, but, you know, it was fine. It was what it needed to be. At least they didn't make you read. Sure. Sure. I ate that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. I just think it is definitely one of those things, you know, whether it be like Mario Party or something like I personally would not be playing by myself. I would love to be intrigued enough by a new mode or a challenge or something. Maybe I just haven't played enough, but um, my experience was enjoyable, but um, seemed kind of surface level at points. Um, So it, it looks really good. It plays really good on, you know, my console of choice, the PlayStation 5. It it ran fairly well. Um, even when things were being haunted. So I appreciated that. Um, but Ben, what did you think? Yeah, I'll cut in a few more things. I don't really have anything much different from what you guys said, but a few things you guys didn't mention, just, just to round it out here. Um, it does have like upgrades. You can upgrade your gear. Of course, you get new cosmetics and stuff like that as you level up, and you have to do different things to level up different items. So, you know, like the the your trap um, you could level up your trap and make it stronger, your zapper. There's I, like a risk reward me- mechanic too, because some of the upgrades yeah. were like 
this part of it is shittier. You know, it takes it, it uncharges itself faster, but you can suck ghost quicker. Correct. You know, like yeah. uh, the performance issues you guys were talking about. I don't know how it performed on PS5. I assume it was it was decent. Uh, Dustin, uh, Dustin and I and our friend Justin were all playing on PC and we um, all noted that at the highest settings with everything turned on max, it ran great until you got into the action where like everybody was was shooting at the ghost and the ghost was exploding with all the goo everywhere and like everything like that. And then it hitched up a little bit, but it still wasn't bad. Uh, I turned mine down like one setting and it ran buttery smooth 60 plus all the time. So um, a a little bit of performance issues, but for a brand new, uh, this was actually pre-release game. Pre-release. Yeah. Uh, It it was pretty good. Yeah. I would say it ran. Oh, let me say one more thing. I don't mean to cut it again, but um, of all the things that I would have any critique of everything else that we've set aside, the calming mechanic for the civilians, I felt like was just not it. I'm just going to say that I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really understand why I was doing it. Explain what that is. Just so Um, people know. Essentially, when the ghosts are around, they obviously get panicked. You can can antagonize the civilians that are in the building. Um, But it seemed like I was just checking boxes and like less of a playing a mini game type. Um, And it, it, it felt more productive to just continue to fight ghosts than to walk around and do a timing mini game on a on a circle essentially how it is i gotta jump in there because so brandon that that opinion like i i think everybody else shared that opinion about the calming thing except me i actually really liked it oh (laughs) really it was a cool little mini game and the only thing i have to add in is so when you're the ghost you go around and you can choose to scare civilians and the civilians have this little meter and when that meter gets full they they get they're so terrified that they run out of the building and when that happens that adds like i don't know 10 percent to the haunt meter so if you're able to catch a civilian and calm them down before that happens they won't run out of the building and it's a way to manage that haunt meter i do agree that like when you had all of the civilians running around and they were almost getting to the terrified state that it was a lot, but at the same time, if they run out of the building, then that's a big chunk off your haunt meter. So yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Question: Dave. There is a mechanic there that is beneficial. Do I have the option to just tell them to get the fuck out right away? If you want your haunt meter to go way up, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but you just like roll in and like everybody get out now. It's a robbery. That is home. <laughs> no, so I mean, it's it's a forty dollars game. I would say that if you have like a dedicated friend group to play this with then it's probably worth a pickup if you're into these these style of games 4v1 uh kind of asynchronous games uh if you're the type of person who always plays solo or with randoms i don't know i don't know it it just depends on what you prefer um this would have in my opinion been a great pickup for something like game pass or something because i'm afraid like i think this game has potential but i'm afraid that in 90 days or less right nobody's gonna be talking about it right. it's not gonna be i mean there will be a dedicated fan base especially because you have the existing ip attached to it i feel like you have to like you know with um with uh ghostbusters and with predator predator and, and with friday 13th friday 13th yeah. and what's the other one that's real big dead by daylight dead by daylight yeah all of those they're bringing in these existing ip and that's what keeps things alive i feel like and I don't know that these games have a whole lot of appeal for these limited modes outside of that. But then you look at something like Phasmophobia, where it's not asynchronous, but 
it's there's no existing properties attached to it and it's huge right and it's an early access so i could be totally wrong um they got good voice actors they got some of the original ghostbusters voices um so all in all i would say for me i'd give this a recommend with caveats yeah probably right Um, i would recommend that it's it seems like fun but it just depends on what your tolerance for uh whether your ability to play with friends and or your tolerance for playing with people you don't know or bots. So that's all I got for that, yeah. that little mini review yeah, here on the definitely. HP podcast. Yeah. Dave, what else have you been playing? Anything? Um, all the Forza Horizon talk got me inspired to go back and, and jump into that. So yes. yeah, I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon this week. Um, for a game like I was really, really pumped for when it came out last year i really didn't spend that much time on it there's a couple of reasons why um i don't want to spend much time on this because we've talked a lot about force horizon but i'm genuinely curious if i'm the only one who's had this experience but um so the game came out a lot of other stuff came out so i didn't put that much time into it but i find when i'm playing the game just at random where i'm just driving my car if i see something i want to do i do it just kind of roaming around, randomly interacting with events and stuff like that. That's when I have the best time of the game. When the game starts to piss me off is when I want to go and do something specific and I have to open the menu and find something. So as an example... halfway across the map for it. It's not that so much. I'm willing to drive. It's a driving game. So, you know, yeah. it's I, I'm okay with that. It's when I'm like, okay, I was doing that Volkswagen storyline. I, I It was a little while ago. I don't remember where I left off. Let me open the menu and try and find it. And I just, I guys, I can't figure out how to do this. I feel really dumb, but I've spent a lot of time trying to like, just like I go into my, like my map and there's like a thousand different things. And I'm like, okay, I find the VW thing. I select it. That event is already done. I go into my accolades menu. I cycle through two other menus. It's just, there, there's something off about this game when it comes to navigating to like things you want to do. Right. Am I the only one who's had this experience or? Well, I would agree with you, except that there, it, when you open the map, you can choose what to like. You can toggle what to show and what not to. Show. Have you done that? Yes. That, yes. Okay. That that is the only way. So, I agree with you, Dave. I will play it two different ways. Sometimes I'll just pop in and fuck around when I'm trying to have an objective. The only way I can manage to keep anything straight is by taking everything off the map, other than what I want to do, because that in. I don't know if you guys noticed this since you've been playing more recently, Dave. I don't know if you played recently. The map does not zoom out far enough. Yeah. It's a big big fucking map. I want to zoom out just a hair (laughs) more than I can. And every time I can, it pisses me off. But I agree with you, Dave. I think that there's so much to do almost to a fault at points. Yeah. But I get why there's that much shit to do. And they're constantly adding things. You know, I think the events are great. Dave, you fucked around with the seasonal events before, you know, around launch. I just started doing that. And I wish I would have been doing it sooner because that kind of gave it some more legs for me. Um, But not to interrupt what you're saying, Dave, but yes, the only way I've managed to be able to keep anything straight is by unfiltering the million fucking icons that are on the screen at once. All right. And I, I know there's a lot of people in the Discord who've played the game. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear your experience. But, I mean, when I'm just playing randomly, I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, the other thing I've been playing well, is... And you're playing that on the Nintendo Switch? Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> the, so uh, earlier this week, uh, I've you know, been hearing all the, the Plague Tale hubbub. So um, I went on uh, Game Pass to play Innocence, and uh, I, I completely missed that it's it's gone from Game Pass. And, well, Dave, and- if you would have listened to me when I mentioned it on this show, on another show, and on Twitter, that it was leaving <sighs> soon and you should play it, then maybe you would have not yeah, had I that did, experience. I, I didn't heeded your warning. So uh, I couldn't play Plague Tale, um, but I picked oh, a wait. different... Go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. You have PlayStation Plus, correct? Uh, just the base version. Yeah, it's on the PlayStation Plus collection. Okay. Oh, good to know. The PS5 okay. version. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that because um, I, I do want I do want to play uh, <laughs> I do want to play um, the new one Requiem. But um, instead, I decided to start playing uh, Hellblades, and it was Sacrifice. Oh, and, nice. Dude, um, nice. Have either of you played this game before? I started it three times. Yeah. Right. I need so, I need to play it. I I did not know this game was like like I knew a little bit about the game, um, but I did not know that it took place in like norse mythology i don't want to call it a viking game because i i don't think that's what it is but um wow i'm 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 pretty blown away by this game fellas i i it's it's it it obviously deals a lot with um sort of i don't want to say mental health but like psychosis is a running theme of the game like as you're Moving throughout the game, you're constantly hearing voices and, you know, things you're seeing are, are changing and and being altered based on the emotion of, of the character and things that are happening. Um, and you, you get a little prompt when you start the game that, like, the depiction of psychosis in this game was um, made in consultation with, with mental health professionals. So um, we've seen depictions of, of uh, mental health um you know, issues in games before that I don't think are represented very well. I can't speak from experience, but this does seem genuine. Um, so it's, it's a very narrative adventure. Um, I think you spent about, you know, 60, 70% of the time doing like puzzles and listening to story. Um, and about 30% of the time there, there's combat. And I don't want you to, people to go into this game and think that combat is a focus, but what is there, I really fucking like. It's very simple. You have a parry, a strong attack, and a uh, just a regular attack and a dodge. Um, and it's it's really cool. And like like when you get into the second act, like Senua just like goes crazy and she gets really pissed off and she's like, I'm not this innocent little like victim anymore i'm gonna go and like she goes in a viking mode it's just and and, like the music kicks up and shit it's it's really really cool um there's little like pieces of lore everywhere that in my video game experience explain north mythology in the best way i've ever seen um so like you know if you're if you're thinking about playing ragnarok in a couple weeks this might not be a bad way to kind of brush up on your norse mythology but um yeah, the story is is really, really uh, a lot of emotion. It's it's very somber. It's very touching. It's very discomforting at times. And um, yeah, I, I wish I hadn't waited on this game, but it's not going to be for everybody. I'll say that right now. But um, as as a short game that I think you can complete in like seven to ten hours max, it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's on Game Pass right now. So yeah, um, it probably Hellblade will is really, be really since cool. they own them now. Probably yeah. will be for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those games where I've picked it up a couple times and uh either I'm just not in the mood for something this serious or like 
something actually bothered me to the point where I was like, I'm not in the right frame of mind to play this right now. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing though. Like I want to play it and I definitely want to play it because the second one looks amazing from what we've yeah. seen so far. If you make a good point is like, you do have to be in a certain, like you, you have to be wanting to play a game like this. Like if you're just checking something out, I don't think it's, it's going to resonate, but I would say give it at least two hours because oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- that opening hour can be a little bit, um, I don't want to say misleading, but it, it, it's yeah just give it a couple hours get into it a little bit if if the story is a little bit convoluted or you're really not following that's okay it's supposed to be a little bit muddled but um yeah yeah i'm i'm really really liking it so far nice and that's also on the switch that you're playing that <laughs> he's just never going to be able yeah. to live it down ever brandon yeah. what do you got well i've been playing more forza i'm not going to talk about that but still enjoying that quite a bit um been playing a lot of Overwatch 2, uh-huh. um, begrudgingly. Um, the game is still good. I can't take anything away from the game itself, but all the dog shit surrounding it yeah. is really frustrating as someone who's put many, 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 many hours into the game. Um, and it's not a reflection of the game itself. Uh, it is a reflection of bad business decisions that have been taking place around it. Yeah. Um, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, I won't say anything else about it because I've talked in length about Overwatch 2. But um, my biggest thing this week is I I had mentioned previously I was playing Call of Duty 4, the remaster, and how um, someone said maybe I can get it on PlayStation Plus, which is cool. I cold off on the campaign. I'm not going to force myself to play something I don't do that anymore because then I just hate it. (laughs) Um, But what I will say is the Call of Duty 4 remastered multiplayer is active and there are people playing it. Yeah. And I got to say, I like it better than Vanguard. Yeah. (laughs) This old ass game, I was having more fun than if I would have popped into Vanguard. Now, I'm not saying it's a better game. I'm not saying it looks better and that it's more fluid, but the type of game I was playing was more accustomed to how I like to play those shooter games, um, which was really telling for me. Um, Unfortunately, they added a shit ton of things to the game that shouldn't have been there, including about a million cosmetics uh, and melee weapons and weapons that weren't in the original game, which is very sad to me, but I as a purist will only be playing with the weapons that were intended for the game. Um, So a lot of fun, to be honest, and kind of is, 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 holding me off on my modern warfare type feelings um, until a couple weeks from now. So in fact, Thursday of the week, we're uh, publishing the podcast, I guess, uh, at 10 a.m. I guess you'll be able to play the campaign early for people that have digitally pre-ordered. So I'm really, really look. Isn't it Friday? Nope. 21st? Nope. They confirmed it's Thursday today. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think pre-orders or uh, pre-download or whatever it's called. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Which would make sense. But yeah, I think think it was 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. 10 something but yeah officially thursday which is a surprise i just assumed it would be a week early but uh, i guess we're getting it on thursday yeah so you can play um uh the the four hour campaign you have a week to play it right in eight days honestly i'm just happy to have anything yeah <laughs> so um really really looking forward to that i'm thinking this is a huge show of confidence to be able to put out the campaign exceptionally early. Not that I think it's going to be anything groundbreaking or anything that's not exactly what we're expecting it to be. I mean, we've already seen some of the campaign and it looks exactly like what we want. Um, exactly like what I want. Let's say that. So um, 
yeah, that's about it for me. Honestly, I've not been playing too much. I've been in this lull in multiplayer, so I'll be playing more Overwatch 2 until I'm uh, uh, pleased uh, with Modern Warfare 2. So we'll see. Yeah, the only other thing besides Ghostbusters, um, I feel like I've played a couple little games, but I can't put my finger on them right now. Should have written them down. Uh, But the only other thing has been Overwatch, and I'm having more of a blast in Overwatch right now than I thought I would be by far because I didn't even think I was going to play it at all. And uh, I think more of a blast than I was having in the first Overwatch for sure, just because of the hype around it right now. Uh, Pretty much all of my technical issues with it have been solved. There's still some balancing issues that definitely need to take place, as Brandon mentioned, and we've mentioned for weeks now. The devs had said it's perfectly balanced. Did they really? (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that the other day is that they were like, everything's where we want it to be. That's why they had to take characters completely out of the game. Yep. I will say that I have been playing some competitive and um, the ranking is all off. Kiriko, it, Kiriko just got added today. Added to competitive? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Um, it's been weird because like for a while I had all my wins that I needed and I didn't get placed anywhere. It was mm-hmm. like it would pop up and say like, here's your placement. And then there was nothing there. There was like a blank emblem. What? And then finally I got into uh, Bronze 5, which this is when they said that too many people were getting placed in Bronze 5. And then last night, I um, I was playing with you and Justin, and I was just playing with Justin and competitive. And then Justin hopped off. We had lost like a bunch of games, and then we won a few in a row. And then I lost one game and won seven back-to-back, and my new placement popped up, which I had previously been in Bronze 5. Sure. And after winning seven games back-to-back, I was in Bronze 5. Yikes. And I was um, often one of the top, uh, like the... I know KD doesn't matter so much, but I was like top top KD, sure. uh, pretty close to being top in damage. And I was like, what is going on yeah. that I placed in the exact same spot after winning seven games back to back? It's competitive. They really care about the competitive nature of it. Then. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, I have no idea. Maybe I'm just dog shit and that's fine. I just have fun playing the game. But yeah, I was just like, why? Why is this happening? Um, anyway. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. And I think that's pretty much it for the show. Yeah. A long, beefy one today. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Ghostbusters. There are a lot of um, uh, ejaculation jokes to be made. Sure, sure. <laughs> many, many, many. Um, I appreciate. Nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> if you want to help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Sign up for as little as a dollar to get ad-free early access to the show. Discord, obviously, free but you can get a little special badge if you're a patron as well. And uh, you can join us over there at handsomefandom.com slash discord. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. The HP podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukum, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat. <laughs>